Blog Talk Radio. by the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program offered in the United States today. It's the absolute best, okay? Nobody has, uh, has worked it out and run up the kind of program that we're offering. I mean, we just... We have uh, we've developed an absolutely fantastic program, two-day rifle marksmanship clinic that teaches you all of the skills and techniques that you will need, regardless of what shooting discipline uh, that you're going to pursue with your rifle. Uh, and we cater to uh, the full line of folks uh, who are shooting rifles. That uh, means we're... T- we're catering all the way from uh, from folks who are just getting their rifles out of the box after they stopped uh, at Walmart on the way, all the way uh, to folks who are competition high-power shooters, uh, snipers, SWAT, etc. Because we're not uh, we're not teaching you anything new that we thought up ourselves. We didn't. Uh, we didn't develop the program and say, "All right, let's uh, let's try a bunch of new wild stuff, and we'll use it on these test monkeys, and we'll see how it works out, and uh, and hopefully it'll work out good." That's not what we did. 
what we did is we took over 500 years of uh, firearms and rifle marksmanship and boiled down to the tried and true facts, the tried and true skills and techniques, and we put them all in one place so that we can teach you the skills and techniques in a two-day rifle marksmanship clinic. Now, this is stuff that uh, uh, I've talked to people plenty of times before, and, they, and a lot of folks know this. After 20 or 30 years of shooting, you know, they come across uh, these facts uh, one by one. They figure out how to do the different things. All we're doing is we're giving it to you all at once, all in one day, so that you can start using it all from that day forward. Uh, we're going to teach you uh, the things that you need to know about slings, about uh, the different shooting positions, about the steady hold factors, the six steps to firing the shot, natural point of aim, inches, minutes, and clicks, and how they relate to your rifle. Uh, we're going to teach you all of this stuff uh, in the two-day rifle marksmanship clinic. Now, on top of that, we're going to talk to you about what it means to be an American, about what it means, uh, what your responsibilities are, all right, because you don't become an American just by somebody filling in a slot on a piece of paper, right? That makes you a citizen. It doesn't make you an American. You're an American when you understand that you have responsibilities, that you have sacred obligation to this nation, to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that this nation affords you. This all began on April 19, 1775, at Lexington Green, at the North Bridge in Concord, and then along Battle Road back to Boston, the beginning of the American Revolutionary War. After eight long years, the colonists won the war with England, and they began the uh, the really hard work of establishing a nation. Uh, and this nation is based upon the documents that were generated after the American Revolutionary War. All right. We'd like to bring in uh, our buddy, Sam D. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. Boy, I got that sander off just in time. <laughs> no, you didn't, because I already had your mic open before we came on the air, and I started hearing it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to tip it off real quick, and then uh, I figured yeah, as soon as the show started, you'd be ready to go. Well, welcome to the show, Sam. For, guys, for those of you that, are, uh, that haven't listened to the show before, this is Sam D. from New Mexico, great shoot boss out there, and uh, a good friend of mine, and... Uh, he helps me on the radio show every week, and I really appreciate him. And uh, and if some of you guys don't appreciate him, it's just because you don't know him yet. If you if you knew Sam, you would uh, you would certainly appreciate him. Sam, thanks for uh, thanks for helping out as you always do. Oh, thanks for the opportunity, Scout. I I, I won't miss one of these things as long as I can get to a phone. <laughs> well, I've got. Uh, I'm telling you. I've talked to the uh, the Blog Talk folks quite a few times now. So I've certainly down- downloaded everything they've asked me to download. I'm thinking now that uh, 
I'm talking about opening up the chat. Uh, I'm thinking that because uh, we are dead in the middle of prime time, I think that must be one of the uh, the reasons for it. Now she said that uh, she said it wasn't, but I'm having to guess that it is. That with 42,000, uh, actually I'm close to 43,000 radio shows uh, playing in Blog Talk, that uh, I'm sure that their equipment probably has a hard time getting everybody up to speed. So uh, hopefully the chat will open for me uh, in a little while. It, uh, um, I'm once again, if you if you want to have the least problems possible with the chat from uh, my discussions with support, the best thing to do is run the blog talk when you when you're working with the blog talk stuff, listening to the show, run it on uh, the Mozilla Firefox browser. And if you're using the Internet Explorer, make sure that whenever you open up the blog talk uh, windows, that as soon as you open it up, you press. Uh, the uh, F5 to clear any types of cookies that may be sitting on that page because uh, she said that that would cause uh, problems with uh, the Blog Talk gear too. I guess it's really uh, sensitive to cookies and other stuff like that. <clears throat> so if you, uh, uh, hopefully, like I said the chat will open up uh, again soon and. I'll just uh, I'll keep talking to them until we get this figured out. I'd like to welcome everyone to the show tonight. Uh, <clears throat> the show tonight is Art Viam Invenium Art Facia. That's a uh, Latin with a translation of "I will find a way" or "I will make one." And uh, these are certainly words that. All Americans should be living by, and I can tell you from experience, these are the words that that I see all of the Appleseed folks living by. I will find a way or I will make one. And that goes right along with, uh, with the rifleman's code, which is the rifleman persists, he adapts, he overcomes. He makes it happen. He finds a way to make it happen, to be successful to complete his mission. That's what a rifleman does. And that's what we as apple seeders do. We persist. We find a way or we make a way for it to happen. Now, <clears throat> when you look at a lot of America today, it seems that they're not on the same page as as the majority of the apple seed folks. It seems that that the greater portion of our fellow Americans uh, are bogged down or mired in in apathy and laziness, and that they seem to follow, uh, in many aspects, the uh, the the same uh, type of uh, the same thing as as water when it's flowing downhill. There, it's seeking the path of least resistance. Uh, it's flowing around things, looking for the easy ways. And I'll tell you right now that doing the right thing is very seldom ever easy. Uh, it's almost always hard. 
And I don't know why that is, but that's the way that it is. And uh, I mentioned this before, but I talked to uh, JB back uh, several months ago. He and I were having a, a long talk. That's Junior Birdman from the forum. He's another master instructor. And he was teaching at a rifleman's boot camp. And one of the other instructors there happened to say something that uh, really stuck with him. And he told me, and now it sticks with me. And that is, the only thing a rifleman needs to do is the next right thing. And that's how you're going to live your life. You're going to live your life by doing the next right thing. And like I said, it sounds easy, but it's very seldom ever easy. You know, when we talk to people, they come to the Apple Seat, the two-day rifle marksmanship event. And as I explained to you uh, earlier, you know, we, we have two days of rifle marksmanship. But at the same time, we talk to them about about the folks who came before them, the people who stood in ranks, the people who sacrificed their their time, their fortunes, their families, and sometimes their lives so that we could have the nation that we have today. They made a commitment. They made a sacrifice. And we talked to folks about what their responsibilities to the nation are. You, When you come to an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event, I if you stay for the two days and by the end of the event, you realize now that you have two paths you can take from there. You know, there's there's always an infinite number of paths, but there's two major paths you can take when you leave the event. And the first path is that you can simply deny that there are problems in the nation you can deny that you have a responsibility to the nation. You can return to your couch. You can pick up your remote. And you can click on to the 30-minute the situation comedies. And that's how you can live your life. You can be... You can deny that there is any problem, that there is anything to fix, that there are any responsibilities. That's one road you can take. It's not going to be a satisfying road. At the end of that road, it's not going to be satisfying, but it's going to be a very easy road. The other road you can take is the one where where you accept that there are problems in the nation. You accept that you have a responsibility to help fix these problems. And that means that you're going to have to make a commitment to some hard work because, as I said, doing the right thing is never easy. It's usually the hardest path. So you're going to have to commit to doing something. If you accept, if you recognize that there are some problems with the nation, then you have to make another decision right there. Either you do something about it or you don't. But if you accept that there are problems, if you accept that you have responsibilities, and then you accept that you have to do something about it, as I said, it's going to be hard, 
but it's going to be satisfying. We're going to be able to say at the very end uh, of your life, you're going to be able to say, uh, and, and, and regardless of what happens to this nation in the future, you're going to be able to say, <clears throat> however things turn out, that you know that you did the best that you could. You know that you did the best that you could. That's a decision that you'll have to make. Now, don't let that stop you from uh, from coming to an event. <clears throat> and say you want to go to an event. How are you going to find one? How are you going to... Uh, Determine where there is an apple seed, uh, how to get there, who to contact, how to get signed up for it. Well, I'll tell you how you do that. You go to rwva.org. That's the homepage, rwva.org. RomeoWhiskeyVictorAlpha.org. That'll take you to the homepage. At the top of the homepage, there's a line of tabs. The second from over from the left says Appleseed. If you put your cursor on that Appleseed tab, you'll get a drop-down menu. <clears throat> on that drop-down menu, select Schedule, and that'll take you to the page that I'm getting ready to read from. On that page, when you first get to that page, there'll be a map of the United States. Now, you can either select your the state that you would like to look at for the events, or there's also a hot link embedded in the text that will let you look at the uh, events for all of the states. <clears throat> all right, once you get to that page and you're looking there at the different events, they'll be listed in alphabetical order with the uh, by the name of the city. It'll have the state next to it, and then it'll have the date, the weekend that it's going to be held. You go down that list, find the event that you would like to attend. And then to the right of that, there'll be two more hot links. On those two hot links, the top one says information. That'll give you the information for that specific event on that specific date. It'll give you the location, where it's going to be held, uh, the contact information for the folks running it, uh, any rules, regulations, uh, say directions to the event, etc. <clears throat> right under that, is another hot link that says register. Now, this is an important uh, an important link also because as we as the program grows, uh, we're getting more and more events that are getting sold out. And uh, the, the time was when uh, you could go to a shoot. And uh, and just walk on, <clears throat> but these the, those days are getting slimmer and slimmer. All right, we're getting more and more folks attending events, and uh, to make sure that you have a place on the line, click on the register tab and go ahead and register. That'll take you to the third party software that handles our registration. That's Eventbrite. And uh, you can sign up right then and there for the event that you would like to attend. That will do 
several things. The first thing it'll do is make sure that you have a place on the line. Even if the, the uh, event sells out, you're guaranteed a place on the line. <clears throat> also, it'll save you a couple of bucks. If you pre-register, the price is $70. If you walk on and pay, it's $80 for the two-day course. So you're going to save 10 bucks right there. You're going to guarantee yourself a place on the line. Then you're going to help us. Now, we're doing shoots all across the nation. We're going to be doing thousands of shoots across the United States this year. That means we have to have uh, the right number of instructors for each of the events, and uh, we have to have enough gear. We have to have hotel reservations, flights. Uh, we have to have uh, travel plans. We've got to have uh, equipment and gear and stuff shipped to the events. And the way we base all this is on the number of folks who pre-registered. So you're helping yourself and you're helping us. So once you, uh, when you decide you want to go to an Appleseed event, you want to find out where they are, go to rwva.org. Look at the tabs across the top of the page. Put your cursor on Appleseed. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. From the schedule, will take you to a page that has a map of the United States. You can either select the state you'd like to attend in the, or click the hot link that's embedded in the text for a listing of all events in the United States. On that list, then, you'll select the event you'd like to attend. First, read the information page. Find out the information about that specific event on that specific date. And then once you're good to go, click on the register link and pre-register for that event. <clears throat> now, how much is it going to cost you? Well, as I said earlier, if you, uh, there are several categories that, uh, that there are no charge for. One of those is uh, active duty guard, and reserve. There are no charge for those. And then for the uh, law enforcement, there's no charge. And uh, if, you, if you have any questions uh, about if you fit into any of these categories, then you're welcome to, to email us, and we'll be glad to let you know. <clears throat> All right, now, if you are a male and you don't fit into any of those categories, it's going to be 70 bucks for two full days of instruction if you pre-register. That includes a T-shirt and all the teaching material. If you're just going to come for one day, we suggest that if you're only going for one day that you make it a Saturday, it will be $45 if you pre-register, 50 if you don't. <clears throat> now, women. We were running women free for quite a while, and we've had a great number of women attending. And because of some scheduling uh, glitches, uh, we have raised the price now. Women were coming free. Women are now $10 if they uh, pre-register. And I'm telling you, 10 bucks for two full days of, of uh, rifle marketship is nothing. And then children, which are... Uh, which are kids under 21 years of age, they're $5, which is absolutely uh, 
an excellent deal. All right, now, when you pre-register for the events, make sure that you do it 24 hours prior to the event because the online registration is going to end 24 hours prior to it. So if you're coming to an event, try and pre-register as soon as possible. Don't wait till the last minute. Pre-register as soon as possible. Like I said, that helps us uh, determine how much gear, how many instructors, et cetera, to send, and it guarantees you a place on the line. And uh, if you wait until... uh, uh, if you wait until Friday to try and register, then uh, it's probably not going to make it. And you're going to have to end up paying the uh, extra cash for the walk-on, and you'll be rolling the dice uh, as to whether you'll be able to make it or not. All right, that has, that satisfies the uh, the the list of uh, of who comes in free and what the prices are. Etc. Uh, if you do have any questions, then we'd like for you to email us, and you can do that by going to that same page, rwva.org. The far right tab on the top it says email us. All right. Now, if you have just a general question, the uh, the email link is right there, and I put there in a hot link for general inquiries. It's info at appleseedinfo.org. That'll send you to uh, some of the volunteers who are answering the Appleseed email. Now, if you have a specific question for one of the states, all the states are listed there. And uh, you can simply click on the state that you'd like to ask a question about, and that will give you the uh, the pop-up mail for that specific state. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to to email any of the folks in the program because – We'll be glad to answer your emails, and uh, we're truly interested in helping you in any way we can, making sure you're getting to the shoot okay, and uh, and helping in any way. Appleseed folks are some of the absolute best folks, uh, the most uh, helpful and friendly folks that you'll probably ever meet. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the upcoming shoot. The next weekend, the upcoming weekend, is a January 29th and 30th weekend. And that's going to start off in Afton, Oklahoma, followed by Atlanta, Texas, Atlanta, Indiana, Bonnell, Florida, Calverton, New York, Castro Valley, California, Cloverdale, Indiana, Saturday, January the 29th, is a one-day shoot, the Saturday-only shoot. Dulzura, California, January 29th and 30th, as is El Paso, Texas, Lebanon, Connecticut, Far, Texas, and Rio Rancho, New Mexico. That'll take us to the first weekend in February, which starts off in Audubon, Pennsylvania, followed by Fresno, California, Harvard, Massachusetts, Hudson Falls, New York, Pensacola, Florida, Santa Barbara, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Waterman, Illinois. That brings us to the February 12th and 13th weekend, which starts off in Annapolis, Maryland, Boulder City, Nevada, Carlsbad, New Mexico, Cloverdale, Indiana, Coeur Lane, Idaho, Como, Mississippi, Eleanor, West Virginia, Eureka, Kansas, Saturday, February the 12th is a one-day event. We mentioned this plenty of times before. Uh, We have opened up one-day 
events. Now, obviously, uh, you're not going to get the same amount of instruction from a one-day event as you'll get for a, from a two-day event. It's, uh, it's just not possible, right? Uh, if you could, then we'd switch them all to one-day events. And heck, if we could do one-day events, why couldn't we do half days? And if we could do half days, why couldn't we just do an hour? And uh, if we could do an hour, why can't we just give you uh, the red pill, right? <laughs> but we can't. However, we can give you the uh, the one-day Saturday events, and we're offering those uh, and Sometimes that's a great uh, way to get a range involved. A lot of ranges are very hesitant to shut down for both days, Saturday and Sunday, because that's when most of their clientele uh, are using the range. But if you can get them to agree to a one-day closure of the range, then uh, do that, and that will get you in there for a one-day apple seed. And uh, there are plenty of areas where folks folks don't want to miss a Sunday because they have uh, duties at their churches and stuff. I've I've spoken to many folks about that, and uh, this will work for them. Of course, uh, I end up missing quite a few Sundays, and it never fails uh, when I get back either on Sunday evening or Wednesday night that uh, Brother Randy comes by and drops a visitor's card in my lap uh, thinking that he's funny. <clears throat> but some days, sometimes one-day events, the Saturday events, uh, are what's open. It's another tool that we can use. Don't hesitate to use it. <clears throat> All right. We'll pick back up in Hernando County, Florida. That's a February 12th and 13th again. Indianapolis, Indiana, Saturday, February the 12th is a one-day. Kingman, Arizona, February 12th and 13th, as is Sunland, California, Waco, Georgia, that takes us to the February 19th and 20th weekend, which begins in Bedford, Indiana, followed by Castro Valley, California, Columbiana, Alabama, Corona, California, Hastings, Nebraska, Lemoore, California, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, New Martinsville, West Virginia, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, North Fayetteville, North Carolina, Peterborough, New Hampshire, Piru, California, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Saratoga, New York, Saturday, February the 19th is a one-day event, Shreveport, Louisiana, February 19th and 20th, that takes us to the February 26th and 27th weekend, which begins in Bakersfield, California followed by Calverton, New York, Chaplin, Connecticut, Colebrook, Connecticut, Dublin, Georgia. Okay, yeah, I'm good to go. Lapeer, Michigan, Lewiston, Idaho, Midland, Texas, Minot, North Dakota, which is an indoor range, which sounds like a good idea for February 26th and 27th. If you're in North Dakota, and you would like to attend the shoot, and you don't uh, feel like getting your uh, your winter seed patch that weekend, then put that on your calendar. Minot, North Dakota, February 26th and 27th is an indoor shoot. 
Mayaka City, Florida, February 26th and 27th. Racine, Wisconsin, February 26th and 27th. Ramsar, North Carolina, February 26th and 27th. Sierra Vista, Arizona, February 26th and 27th. All right, that takes us a full month ahead. Once again, if you have any questions, uh, we would love to hear them. And the way that you can do that is by going to rwva.org and sending us an email. If you look across the top of the page, you'll see the on the far right, you'll see the link for emails. You can go to that uh, and send general inquiries to info at appleseedinfo.org, uh, apple or you can click on the states. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Sam, how are things going in New Mexico? Really good. Weather's getting a little chilly, but we got a fix for that. We're going to go down to El Paso and shoot indoors in that luxury. <laughs> Maybe well, that's a nice get a foot uh, rough. <laughs> that, yeah. That, well, you guys, uh, since you can't, uh, didn't you say that your uh, uh, the Whittington Center you said closed up as soon as you started getting the first nose, right? Did I lose you? Ah, dog it. He lost uh, service again. Well, I'll wait just a second to bring him back up. The uh, New Mexico folks uh, have a place there in New Mexico, the NRA Whittington Center. And I'm telling you, it's one of the most absolute gorgeous uh, locations in the United States. It's just absolutely beautiful. They have uh, some great accommodations there, and uh, uh, it's a great place to shoot. Okay, Sam, I brought you back on. Now, though, didn't you say that the Whittington Center closes up as soon as it, uh, as soon as you guys get the first nose, right? They close up uh, at the end of September every year because the Whittington Center offers uh, hunting opportunities up there all winter. So they close up at the end of September and open up again in the spring. Okay, but I was just telling the folks that <clears throat> I know you were joking about the uh, the luxury of the uh, of the El Paso Indoor Shooting Center. And I can tell you that it is very nice. It's absolutely uh, uh, a wonderful place to shoot. And uh, the folks there are really nice. They're very accommodating. That's part of the uh, El Paso Community Law Enforcement uh, complex there. And... Uh, you have a lot of other folks that, are, that uh, use the range there, the, uh, I guess, uh, DEA, SWAT, uh, everybody use that range there. But they've been very gracious to us and allowed us to use it any time we want to. There's a, a nice big uh, meeting hall for the, the classroom and then a climate-controlled indoor shooting center with baffles between the shooters, etc. So it's really, really nice, either in the heat or in the cold. Uh, it's a great place to shoot, but... I was telling them that the NRA Whittington Center uh, completely blows that away because it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yes. There are problems with the Whittington Center because if you step outside uh, uh, to throw out your trash, you might run into a bear or you might trip over an elk or an antelope because they hang around down in cabins. 
uh, places <laughs> called wildlife, and you always call it ceasefire because there's a bunch of antelope or deer on the range. Uh, but other than that, it's fantastic, and I can put you up know, with those little discomforts. <laughs> you know, you bring that up, and I have I've had people before complain uh, about well about the uh, about the Davila location here. You know, we had uh, oh, I guess about a year. Uh, a year ago, maybe it's been two years now. We were having a uh, shoot uh, in, I guess, in November. It must have been uh, coincided with the opening of the deer season. Had the game warden show up. He wanted to see what was going on, and he was very polite. And uh, he said that uh, that he completely understood. He agreed. Had the right to do whatever I wanted on my private property. He said I probably wasn't uh, making any friends with the locals because they were complaining about the shooting, scaring off the deer. And I told him, I go, look, I've been to a lot of ranges across the nation now. And one of the things that I see at almost every shooting range, uh, except for El Paso, because that's dead in the middle of the desert, is uh, (laughs) I see deer on the range. Uh, I said, if anything, I'm doing them a favor because we're shooting, uh, you know, we're shooting thousands of rounds here. I said, we're doing them a favor because unless they've come to the apple seed where they've perfected their shooting techniques, if they have to shoot more than one round, uh, then the deer isn't going to run. It's going to say, oh, it's, uh, you know, we're used to that shooting. So, uh, you know, you say that, but it just brought that up, uh, brought that to my mind is the fact that. Uh, Almost every time I've been to a range, uh, you know, that's uh, that's not uh, somewhere in some urban, you know, situation, that you see wildlife uh, on the range, and nobody goes crazy. Nobody starts screaming in a bloodthirsty fashion, trying to shoot at the the deer. Everybody is uh, uh, everybody's very polite. They, you know, they'll sh- shut down the uh, the shooting. They'll call a ceasefire and. And the deer will finally, at some point, uh, meander off, and they'll start shooting again. So, gunfire well, doesn't the, scare them away, right? And the NRA uh, Whittington Center is a great uh, is a great location. Now, listen, <clears throat> if you guys would like to call in tonight, let me give you the number to call in. Uh, I noticed there were a couple of uh, folks on the line here on the on the line earlier. There was one uh, area code six zero two. If uh, the system kicked you off, then uh, just call back in, and we'll get you on the air. If you have questions, comments, etc., we'd love to hear them. And uh, you can jump in at any time. The number to call is 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. And you're welcome to call in. And uh, just follow the directions the uh, pre-recorded directions, and we'll get you on the air. Uh, I want to let you guys know that uh, that this next week uh, we're going to have the boss uh, on the line, and uh, he's going to uh, be our guest uh, on the show. Fred is uh, will be here for the uh, entire two hours, I believe, and. Uh, We'd like for you guys to put that on your calendar because uh, I've asked him to come several times, and usually, uh, uh, 
just uh, it's a great show with Fred on just because it gives everyone a chance uh to ask the questions uh directly. All right, you've got if you got something and you want to find out about it, uh, no better person to ask than the boss. So make sure that you're tuned in this uh next uh Thursday and uh, we'll have him on the show. We'll probably have a couple of other guests. <clears throat> Upcoming guests uh that we'll have in the next month or so is uh we'll have Beth Schoenberg from the Dairy Brownfield show. She'll be uh she'll be our guest uh, in the next couple of weeks as will Chris Knox, uh the son of Neil Knox and uh, part of the uh Firearms Coalition. Uh I'm going to uh, talk to uh, Mr. To, uh Masad Ayub and ask if uh if he will come back on to answer some questions for us and then uh I think it's about time. Uh, I want to bring uh, uh, David Hackett Fisher, bring Dr. Fisher back on in uh, March, so that uh, so that you guys can talk to him and ask him him some questions in preparation for the April nineteenth event. Uh, Dr. Fisher is a is a great guest. He's a very knowledgeable man, and I spoke to him several times at length on the phone and. I'm sure he'll be glad to uh, to answer any questions you have about the events of April 19th and uh, and help you get your your strike stories in order. I'm hoping that uh, between now and then that we'll grab some of the uh, we'll grab some of the folks that that have three strike stories that they would like to tell. And get them on. We may not do uh, that during an actual radio show. We may end up doing that uh, as a special event. But if you look in the archives, they'll be listed. We can put links to it on the forum. All right. Uh, we've got a caller that uh, we'd like to bring on real quick here. Area code 901. You're on the air. Yeah, hey, Scott. This is Dart. How you doing? Okay. Who is this? This is Dart 67 Ed. Can you hear Doug? Me? Dart. D-A-R-T. Oh, Dart. Okay. Is, um, uh, my, I don't know if it, how you're, if, if everybody else is hearing it, but I just, it almost sounds like kind of a pillow over the phone. Well, welcome oh. to the show, Dart. How are you doing this evening? Where are you from? Well, I'm over here in Memphis, and I just wanted to call in and give an update on the, the Tea Party Convention microseed. All right. Listen, let us hear about it. Well, we've got a shoot boss for the micro seed, and that's going to be Bama. Okay, well, give us a rundown on 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 what the uh, on what you guys have planned, how it's going to run. Okay, what we've uh, what we've got is um, well, you know, the Tea, National Tea Party Convention. We're going to be an exhibitor now. We're actually going to have a six by ten booth with some volunteers. Fred will be a keynote speaker, and he'll also be hosting two breakout sessions, two hours each. On top of that, we've set up, set up what, what I call a micro-seed, and it's going to be held at Rangemaster, which is about a 20-minute ride from the convention site. It's going to be both Thursday and Friday from 2 to 4, and uh, what we're going to do is we have 20 slots for each day. We're gonna, people are going to sign up. We'll put them in the bus. Um, it's going to be an add-on for their ticket for the convention. We'll put them in a bus. We'll take them over to Rangemaster. Um, 
I'm going to let him finish, you know, work out the course of fire. But basically, we're going to let him shoot a red coat target, um, give him some history, uh, give him some uh, steady hold practice, six steps, a uh, little bit of a benediction, and then on the bus ride back, we'll uh, do some seven stepping. So uh, it, it should be a. It's going to be the premier breakout session for the entire convention. All right, and listen. Uh, how about this? Uh, what I want to say is, is that uh, the convention that's occurring in your state is mm-hmm. not a uh, an isolated thing. And what I mean by that is that there are conventions. And it, I'm not. It, there may not be a Tea Party convention right away that's coming up in your state, but there are plenty of other related type conventions situations that would welcome Appleseed. And uh, and what we would like for you guys to do is the same thing that Dart did. Dart, gives, <clears throat> give us a quick uh, rundown on how this came about, all right, how you, how you set this up <clears throat> and what it took to get this thing going so that uh, other people can benefit from what you learned when you set it up. Okay, um, basically the person that's setting up the convention um, is a radio host here. He has an afternoon show. Also, he was involved in last year's National Tea Party Convention, and he learned a lot from that. So, you know, I would be I would call into the radio show, and then I ended up meeting him um, at a couple of tea parties and talking to him. And then when I found out that he had this, he was going to plan it. He was going to put together the National Tea Party Convention for this year. I asked him, um, would it be okay to have Fred come or somebody come and talk about Appleseed? And I pretty much rolled the dice. I bet you I can get the you know the founder of it to come. And he said, okay, see what you can do. And then I PM'd Fred, and he said he'd, he'd oblige. And then after that, I got on Facebook, and I've been working with um, this thing called Constituting America. And, and Janine Turner and Kathy Gillespie are in that. And I don't know if anybody knows who Janine Turner is, but. She's an old, uh, well, she's not old, she's my age, and I'm, I'm not old, but anyway. She's an actress, she was in Northern Exposure, and she did some other movies. I think she's in the Dennis the Menace movie as the mom, but anyway, so I, I Facebooked her and got her booked at the convention as a speaker, and then after that, they invited me to be on the, the board for the convention as an advisor, and then we started, you know, at the board meetings or conference calls, we started talking about things. And then I mentioned, well, you know, it'd be nice to do some kind of a, a micro apple seed during the convention. And then I got the ball rolling for that. And then, you know, with Fred uh, being a keynote speaker, and um, then we talked about setting up a sponsorship. You know, we uh, I, I put some posts on the forum asking for ideas and help and everything. And, and we're, you know, we're, it's working out. We're, we're going to have a good event. And I welcome everybody to come. You know, it's 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 going to be a big deal. If you, if you look at the website for the convention, uh, mytypartyconvention.com, there's a really cool list of speakers, at least from my perspective. Now, um, you know, other people have other politics, and don't think that we're just endorsing one thing. You know, if I can get to any other convention for whatever group, they all need to hear the word, and I'd be more than happy to set up there. Right. Well, listen, let's back you up for just a second, because you've put out a whole list of things that I'd like to, uh, uh, well, there's a couple of things that I'd like to talk about in particular. Number one, 
was when you started off the conversation, you said, <clears throat> I called in to the radio show and spoke to them about Appleseed. Now, I think that you are proof that uh, that it can be done, right? And, uh, and that it is not uh, harmful to your health or that it will hurt you or that you have to be uh, uh, some special person or anything like that to do it, right? How hard was it? How hard was it to get get on the air? It wasn't hard at all. You just call in and, and you know, the local radio shows. You know, Memphis isn't the biggest market in the world, but uh, they take calls. And, uh, you know, we talked about, I didn't get to speak a whole lot about Appleseed on the air as a caller um, because they try to steer you to the comments that are the subject that they're talking about. But right. After a while, you know, you can, you, there's no limit on how many times you call in. Don't, don't, you know, they're always looking for callers. So after a while, the call, the the host will know who you are, so you just email them, and you know, and then you. And Memphis isn't such a big town, and you know, I, I kind of knew where he went, so I knew where to run into him. And yeah. Well, you what, say it's not a big town, but what is the listenership on the radio station? What approximate well, I, number? I have no idea, but I would say maybe at least a couple hundred thousand. Right. And how long do you think it would take you to hand out a couple hundred thousand flyers? Uh, a long time. I, yeah. I, I spent an entire day at the, we had a, we had what we call scout base here, and we had about 10,000 scouts go through, and Determined 451 and myself spent the whole day until we were hoarse handing, handing out flyers, and I think <clears> we've gotten about the same amount of response. Yeah. Well, well the the easiest way that you're going to reach a large number of folks is going to be by radio. It's easy and it's free, and then you did exactly the right thing. Now, don't expect that just because you get on the radio that 10,000 people are going to show up. But it's all part of the process. Listen, I've, I've been doing this for a long time now. One of the things I've learned is that there are no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts uh, to get around uh the work that you're going to have to do to get the name out, to get uh, folks to understand who you are and what you're doing, what we're doing as an organization. You're going to have to work at it. But this is a great way to get uh, the name out there into the public and to get folks uh, looking at it on their own and understanding what we're doing, uh, going to the website, and uh, every time they hear somebody talking about it, then uh, that adds another link in the chain. Okay, another thing I wanted to to bring up is the way that you ended up in the position where you are now, because it's exactly the way, it's exactly the right way to do it, and that is what Dart did is uh, he wasn't part of the original group who set up the, uh, the Tea Party stuff, but what he did was on his own, he went out and started uh, uh, getting folks to help out. And because of that, he made himself so valuable that they invited him to be part of the group, to part of part of the board, right? That's, that's correct. I don't know how I mean, he made himself well, I, made so, myself, I think I made myself appear to be so valuable. <laughs> <laughs> right, and once again, let's, let's, let's talk about the fact of uh, when you asked uh, – when you asked people to help out to come and be speakers, was that a uh, a painful or dangerous ordeal? No, because you know it's, 
a lot like like Janine Turner. She's she's been on Fox News, you know, they, they like that Fox and Friends in the morning, and you know, she's doing a lot of work for that um, constituting America. So she was happy to have a venue to you know come out and speak. Right, and my point is this: is that you can. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to be some celebrity to ask somebody if they will do something. All you have to do is ask, and they'll either accept or they won't. One or the other. Either they'll say yes, they will, or no, they won't. And there is no harm. There's no pain in it. And if you keep asking, folks, people are going to start saying yes. Okay. And, and you know, and getting the in with with the constituting America folks wasn't hard either because I saw what you know after I saw online or something what they were doing, and I, and I looked at what they had and I said this is a good idea. So I you know I would email the site and I and I told them look I'm going to go work a gun show for Appleseed. What kind of you know, where's some literature I can print up and hand out at the same time? And you know I did that a few times and you know they. They were happy that I did that, and then I developed a rapport with them, and, and that's how that developed. Right. And uh, and gun shows, of course, uh, are – we're getting better and better results from gun shows. And like I said, there's not going to be – there are no shortcuts to this. There's no shortcuts to getting your name out there, to, to getting the program built up, to getting – uh, folks to understand who we are and what we do. Well, there are some shortcuts. We could we could end up uh, if we got on uh, maybe on Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or or something like that. That would be like a jump. But there are still no shortcuts. People aren't going to go just because somebody says uh, that we exist. Well, so no, I'll tell you what, say... they're certainly not going to go if they don't know that we exist. They well, got to know that we're story. there. Let me let me tell you a story here. Um, there's a, another local radio uh, station here in town, and they had, you know, they have a morning show with a, you know, a couple of guys. And what I did is, I knew somebody that was on their show and talked about certain things. So I asked, them, I said, "Well, how'd you get on the show?" So I just, you know, give them a, here's the number, give them a call, and see if they'll let you on. So I went ahead and called the person and told them what I was about. Next thing you know. Um, Three days later, I was in the studio and I talked about Appleseed for about 20 minutes. Now, out of that, we had you know a couple, we had one person call in and they asked me about Appleseed a little bit. And the next weekend, they were at an Appleseed. Now, you know, I may have I may have reached one person that was motivated enough to call in and actually show up to a shoot, but a lot of people heard about it. So, you know, whoever the guy that came to the shoot was excited, and he's probably going to bring people back. But whenever I mention Appleseed now, maybe more and more. Oh, I heard of that. Maybe you know, maybe they didn't get in their head to go now. But oh, I heard of that. Oh, oh, so and so went. Maybe I ought to go check it out. Right, and that's what I'm saying. That's it's all part of the process. We've got the we've got the trifolds. We've got the gun shows. We're getting on more and more uh, media. We've got. Uh, billboards up now none of this none of it is going to bring uh, a big tsunami of folks washing over your events but what it is doing is it's working at a daily grind to bring out to get the name in front of more and more people so that more and more people will understand who we are and what we're doing now i wish we had more data 
on how this works, but we don't. But we do have some data, and we do have some understanding that it takes uh, sometimes, uh, uh, even for folks who have heard about us and have become members of the forum, it takes sometimes six months to a year for those people to finally flip the switch on and go to an Appleseed event. Now, once they do that, that's for sure. You know, they they once they do that and they attend an event, then it usually flips the switch on. You know, to uh, to full speed, but it can take up to a year. So, as I said, there's no there is no shortcuts. You have to grind away at it. You have to uh, to treat it as a marathon, and that's getting the name out there. But there are plenty of ways that you can speed the uh, the process up. As you said uh, earlier, you you have the radio shows around there, and uh, you sent them an email saying, "Hey, would you mind uh, if I if I talked about the Appleseed Project on your show?" And they invited you in, and you got to talk on the show and get the the word out. And it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to get yourself an invite to the shows. Just listen to the local radio shows, listen to the shows and what they're talking about, and become familiar with them. Uh, each of these shows will have a website, and uh, on the website will be an email link. You just shoot them an email and say, look, would you mind if we came in and talked about that? And and chances are very good that they will uh, they will let you come in and uh, and talk about it. And, and and not not only that, but like this the one radio station I'm talking about, they actually on their website they solicit people to to send them emails with community events. So I just found out about that. So I'm sending in an email with you know the next scheduled apple seed for the area. I got another you just, story for you. You just found out about that. Well, you know I'm slow. <laughs> well, I'm I talking another, about this. That for several here. for several years I've been uh, I've been putting out posts and now I haven't talked about it lately on the radio show I think I'm I think I actually left it out the last time that I was talking about promotions. <laughs> but, I, I have another Appleseed humor story for you. All right, well let okay. me get, let me get this out let me get this out real quick and then we'll we'll okay. give you a chance to tell that story and that is that uh, just like what Dart was just talking about is that. And I've told you guys this a million times, and it's a very easy thing to do. And it's just one of one more of the tools that you can use uh, to get the name out and to get folks to consider attending an event. And that is that every radio station, every television station, every newspaper, every city, every county – Every single thing that uh, almost that has a a website and deals with the public will also have a community calendar. So if you guys, if you will submit your events to the community calendar, then there is a situation where you have uh, where you have this this uh, the community calendar working for you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all year long. It's always up. It's always running, and it's always working for you. Uh, and people use these. Uh, I've I've had several people 
who've told me that's how they heard about uh, local events, when they checked the community calendar. Now, not all community calendars will let you post stuff, but find the ones that will and post your events on there. It only takes uh, a few minutes to do it. And then, like I said, then it then it sits there and it works for you uh, 24 hours a day. Somebody wants to find out what to do in uh, Milam County. Somebody wants to find out what to do in uh, Chicago. Somebody wants to find out what to do in uh, uh, Sacramento. And they check the community calendars, and there's the event listed uh, with the website, etc. And that's just another way to get the events out there, get the name out there and working for you. Okay, Dart, hit me with the apple seed humor. All right. Here, okay. My, I have one of my, my kids, my oldest son, he goes to private school. Okay, and they're always, always looking or they have a what they call a chapel every week on Wednesdays, and it's, it's an assembly basically, and they get speakers in from wherever, you know. So I asked... Uh, so I got a contact, and I asked to see if I can come and speak about Appleseed. And this was, oh, about four months ago. You know, I had a plan, uh, plan ahead. So a couple of weeks ago, I got to speak about Appleseed. So um, here it is. You know, there's about 700 people overall in there. And I get up there, you know, just the old Appleseed polo shirt, and then they had the big big uh, screen behind me. <clears throat> and I started talking about Appleseed. And about halfway through the speech, I turned on the slideshow, and, you know, here was a bunch of, uh, you know, I, I took a bunch of pictures of kids from the forum and everything with guns and all and uh, or rifles, and the kids just loved it. Afterwards, the headmaster goes, now, what do you guys do again? And they wanted to use, the, at the end of the year for their homecoming, they do a roast of all the, spe- or the best or the worst speakers that they had come to the school. And they they wanted to use me because I was the the best, but they didn't have time to do it because it was too close to, you know, they they couldn't put the skit together because, well, it turns out that pretty much all the other speakers they have put the kids to sleep, but everybody was coming up to my son and saying, oh, that was cool, that was cool. So, you know, it, you can, you'd be surprised where you can go and, t- and speak, and, you know, they're, they're looking for people, and usually the people that they get put them to sleep. So if you can come in here with, with apple seeds, and I posted my the speech I had on the forum in case anybody wants to use it. I just you know made a slideshow of a bunch of pictures, so it's not hard to get the material. You know, you can use my speech, you can modify it, you can make your own, whatever you got to do. But the opportunities are there. That's that's you just. And for me, you know, I I kind of look for them, but mostly I just kind of bump into them and take advantage of them. Right, and that's something that you uh, that you should take advantage of. I've gone to the uh, the schools. Uh, matter of fact, uh, just last week, uh, I did a presentation at uh, my daughter's school at the uh, the elementary that she was going to, <clears throat> and I try and do it for uh, for all of the kids. You know, I've got uh, five daughters, and I try and do uh, as many times as they'll have me. But all you have to do uh, right now, they just happen to be covering. Uh, American the uh, in their history classes the American Revolutionary War and uh, my daughter of course she knows that uh, uh, she knows what I do she's helped me before doing it and uh, she told me where they were at in their history and I told her I said well ask the teacher if she'd like me to come in and speak and uh, 
She said, yeah, she'd love for me to. So I came in and spoke to uh, the whole fifth grade, all of the fifth grade classes at uh, at the elementary school there. Uh, I don't know how many kids it was, uh, uh, 100, 150 or so. But uh, they welcomed that. They would love to have you come in there and talk to them about the American Revolutionary War. And uh, and they always learn something. Uh, mm-hmm. here, here's my humorous part of that is uh, when we got to Paul Revere's ride, I asked the kids, uh, I said, as Paul Revere was riding along, what was he yelling as he came to each of the towns? And they all yelled out, the British are coming, the British are coming. And I said, you know, that's, uh, that is part of popular popular myth. I said, but that's not what he said. And I explained <laughs> why. Listen, I, I hate to interrupt, but I've got to jump offline. I've got a, another call, you know, from work. So I've got my electronic leash on here. But anyway, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for All right. Thank you for calling me, Dark. Hi, bye. All right. And uh, and the the teacher said, "Well, that's what the that's what the textbooks say. That's what the textbooks say." I said, "That's right." I said, "But uh, but we know that that's not what happened." And uh, and they all enjoyed it. And it's another way. It's another way for you to get the the ideas behind what we do out in front of the public. Now, we've got a lot of folks from the school now that uh, are wanting to attend the courses. We've had, uh, I've had several teachers uh, from the school who've uh, attended the courses now, and uh, and uh, i got to tell you that uh, in several of the instances, uh, I was kind of surprised to see uh, uh, an elementary school teacher, a uh, a nice little old, uh, gray-haired teacher showing up uh, for the apple seed with her brand-new AK-47. Uh, but it happens, and and people want to hear about the events of April 19, 1775, and they want to be able to use their firearms in a responsible way. They want to learn the skills and techniques that will make them become uh, they will put them on the path to becoming a rifleman. All right. If you'd like to call in, we would love to uh, have your questions, your comments. You're welcome to call in. The number is 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. Now, I want to remind you that on the show page, uh, that is when you go to the uh, blog talk radio, when you go to the, uh, let's see what it is here. When you go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash radio, that will take you to the page that has all of the shows listed, etc. Now, there's a radio player embedded in the page. And then down at the bottom of the page is uh, uh, is a video that I embedded in there. But uh, if you click on the actual show that's going to play uh, for that evening, it'll take you directly to that specific show page. And on that show page are, is a 
uh, they'll have a list of books. They let, they let me put up three books uh, that I guess Blog Talk Radio has a deal with with uh, Amazon. So they'll let me put up three different books there, and I try and recommend uh, three different books each show. And uh, and the reason I recommend them is because I've read them and I feel that they are worthwhile uh, books for you to read. Now, every once in a while, I'll put the uh, I'll double up on them because uh, tonight I put uh, Paul Revere's Ride up on there because that's the book that we used to teach out of. That's kind of our uh, our textbook for the April nineteenth stories. It's the uh, David Hackett Fisher book, and it's the uh, I've read a lot of books now uh, on the events of April 19, 1775. And I have yet to find one that is better or more comprehensive than uh, Dr. Fisher's book. It's simply the best one that there is. So I, I put that one book up as a, uh, as a pretty much of a regular one, but be sure to take a look at the books and, and give them a check out. And, uh, you know, you don't have to buy books. Uh, you can go to your library, and uh, they'll have a great number of the books. That, that's where I get the books from, is uh, I get them from the library. You know, my family is a reading family, and every two weeks uh, my wife takes the kids to the library, and they turn in the books that they've checked out, and then they'll, uh, they check out another group of books, sometimes between uh, 40 and 60 books. And... Uh, and I told you before that uh, I really appreciate my wife because she she will pick out books for me, and uh, and a lot of times they're not the books that I may have I may have picked out myself if I'd gone there, but it uh, but it gives me a chance to read uh, a lot of books. She'll usually grab me about three or four books, and. Uh, and it'll give me a chance to read something that I really wasn't planning on reading. But I want to tell you that it's very important that you read, that you read about the events uh, of April 19th, that you that you read as much as you can about this time period in our history. It's very important that you do. Number one, that's part of our job as instructors is to know the events of April 19, 1775, to know the story and to be able to tell it. And the best way to be comfortable in telling the story is to be knowledgeable about it. And the best way to be knowledgeable about the story is to read about it. So I encourage you to read as much as you can. Uh, It also gives you... uh, Every time you read a different book, it's like uh, it's like looking at an event from another perspective. You know, imagine uh, imagine something happening uh, in a clearing, and you read one book and you're looking at it uh, from zero degrees, and then you pick up another book and you read it, and now you're at 25 degrees, and the next book you read puts you at 45 degrees, and every time you read another book. You're getting another slice of the pie. You're getting a a better understanding of it. You're seeing things 
that you didn't see when you were first looking at the, the situation head on until you've rotated all the way around it and you see all the different things that were hidden from your view at first. So every time you read another slice of the pie, you're getting a better understanding of what happened at that time in our history and why it happened. I've told you many times before that knowing your history is important. It's tremendously important because if you don't know your history, then how are you going to know how are you going to know what to do next? You know the the saying that those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it is not just is not just a another nickel and dime saying. It's an accurate representation of what happens to you if you don't know. If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't know that the the burner will burn your hand when you put your hand on it, then what is to stop you from putting your hand on that burner every time you see it on? You need to know your history, and the way you're going to know it is to read about it. So develop some kind of a program where you're reading. You don't have to read. Uh, you don't have to read tons of stuff. Just get on a program where you're where you're reading about history, where you're reading about history, and then don't skip current events. Make sure that you are that you're up to speed on current events, but dedicate some time to reading about the events which were occurring at the beginning of the nation, so that you understand what our nation was meant to be, what we went through, and the reasons we went through it, and what the objectives were. Now will you understand what we're trying to do now, and why it's so very important. A lot of people don't think that, or they do think that, the there is no rush. If they don't see uh, the bridge fracturing and falling in pieces, uh, like some of the video from the earthquakes out in California, that there is any danger. A lot of people think that the time to act is when you see the event occurring, when the disaster is occurring. But let me tell you, that's the exactly wrong time to act. The time to act is before the disaster occurs, to do everything you can that pre- to prevent it. Instead of waiting while you see to, to see the bridge uh, cracking and crumbling and falling into the ocean or, to, or falling on the, uh, the highway below it, understand that that bridge is being attacked every single minute of every day, that there's rust working its way, biting through the steel, trying to destroy that bridge. That underneath the paint you have bubbles of rust eating away at that bridge. And just as sure, just as sure as an earthquake, earthquake, it's going to destroy the bridge unless something is done about it. And the time to do something about it is when it's just a little spot of rust, not when it's a gaping hole and the whole ha- bridge has to be replaced or the bridge is, is, has fallen. The time to do something about it is right now. 
Don't wait. All right, let's bring another caller on. Uh, Area code 859-327. You're on the air. Yeah, Scal, uh, this is Kevin. Uh, go by the handle of Unbridled Liberty. I'm here in Kentucky. Well, welcome How to the doing? show, Kevin. Thanks, Scal. I've been listening to you now for uh, probably a few months, and you have to excuse me, I'm a little bit nervous, but uh, I, I just wonder if I could indulge you just for a few minutes and um, tell you my Appleseed story. I feel like I'm kind of like the poster boy for Appleseed. That's the whole point. And, That's uh, the whole point of the show, Kevin. That's the whole point of the show is for us to, uh, to uh, for us to hear each other, to understand each other, to learn from each other, and uh, and I would love to hear your story. So hit us with it. Well, I, I just want to say too. First, I I really appreciate what you're doing with the show, and uh, everybody who's involved with Appleseed. Um, but let me just. Uh, back back up to 1975, I was in the Coast Guard, went to uh, through boot camp, and when I was there, I shot uh, what what we call rifleman score, what they call is uh, what they call is expert. And so, you know, I thought instantly I knew you know everything there was to know about uh, marksmanship, and uh, <laughs> I was discharged. <laughs> I was discharged in 1980. And at the time, you know, I thought, uh, I'm a veteran. I've done my duty. I, you know, I've, I've done what I need to do, and uh, and I voted uh, for presidential elections and so forth, and I thought I had done my duty. And But really, uh, I had slept for about 30 years in, in terms of, you know, awareness of the history of our country and um, involvement in, in the system and so forth. And I can't honestly tell you how I first found out about Appleseed, but I went to my first shoot in uh, on April 17th and 18th last year in Carrollton, Kentucky, and did not shoot a rifleman, uh, just barely missed it. Um, well, hold on now. You you said that you shot uh, Expert uh, back in uh, 1980. That should have carried you all the way up to uh, 2010, right? <laughs> well, you <laughs> You, maybe you would think so, but uh, we all know better than that. Um, but I'll tell you what, at that first apple seed, I I just learned things that either I had never known or I had forgotten long ago. And I can't say enough good things about the uh, the crew that was there, the instructors and the instructors in training and so forth. They're just fantastic. you remember uh, any of the, who they were? Um, well, I can remember, uh, I don't remember their actual names, but the editor uh, was, uh, I believe, Shoot Boss. Um, well, I'm just drawing a total blank on some of the other ones. Um, no, that's all right. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that they got some credit for their hard work because yeah, they, they obviously, they made an impact on you. Yeah, they came from Illinois, actually, uh, the boss and, uh, and and one of the, a couple of the instructors, but just fantastic. So that just whetted my appetite, and I really wanted that uh, rifleman uh, patch. Went back for my second apple seed, September 11th at Knob Creek, Kentucky, and, and did shoot rifleman's uh, score that day. And uh, but ever since the first apple seed, though, I've I've uh, been involved with just promoting apple seed to everybody that I talk with, and um, uh, and then. I, also, I went to a third apple seed in December of last year, went to a winter seed and shot uh, a rifleman score there. But um, the main thing is is this, that through all that, I had my attitude adjusted. 
to realize that my duty uh, to my country is never finished. Not It may be finished in terms of military service, but it's never finished in terms of uh, learning and uh, just, just the kind of things that you're talking about uh, and participation. Um, but real, I'm just going to wrap this up real quick here. But uh, I, I decided that I was not cut out to be an instructor, but uh, I am involved. I got involved with Adaptive Appleseed, um, so I'm uh, pretty heavily involved with that. And um, also decided that I will uh, go to shoots and just for general support, um, whatever needs to be done, I can do that much. But I, I'm still spreading the word uh, to prospective shooters. Uh, I solicit range owners uh, in the area trying to find more shoot locations. I use word of mouth. Uh, we have a Kentucky hunting forum. I always post the, the upcoming shoot schedule there. I post it on Craigslist. I post it on Kentucky Classified. I leave business cards at the Sportsman's Warehouse store. Uh, I'm planning on doing the radio uh, call-in thing like you just mentioned. I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, I'm watching TV less. I'm reading more. I just finished Paul Revere's Ride. I'm reading Washington's Crossing right now. Um, another thing that I've done that, was, that uh, inspired me from the first Appleseed was uh, I keep a, I've typed up a list of all my representatives on a piece of paper, and I keep it right by my computer, and, uh, and I write to my uh, representatives uh, at every chance I can. Um, I've written a letter to the editor of the Los Angeles Times in defense of the uh, Appleseed. They, they wrote a, uh, he put a, an editorial in the paper that uh, was, uh, you know, derogatory of Appleseed, and he's obviously uh, just not knowledgeable. And so I wrote to him a very nice letter um, encouraging him to, you know, attend an Appleseed shoot to find out what it's about. Um, I volunteered to be a block captain for our subdivision, volunteered to take CERT training, uh, which is community emergency response training. Um, just a bunch of, I could go on and on and on about all the things that, uh, all these things are, are a direct, direct result of Appleseed. So I just want to thank uh, everybody who's involved with Appleseed. Uh, your efforts are, are not in vain. Uh, don't get discouraged. Uh, you are making a difference. So well, I appreciate Kevin, you letting me talk about the scout, and um, I'll I'll be on my way here. But uh, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to take off. We don't. Uh, we've got uh, we've got plenty of room here. Unless you unless you have to hang up or something, you can just you can just stay here and hang out. Uh, I want to tell you that uh, I want to tell you thank you. First of all, because you're exactly right when you said you were a uh, when you said you were a uh, a a poster uh, boy for Appleseed, then uh, I think you were exactly right. You you exemplify uh, all of the things that we're trying to do with the program. That's it's exactly what we're trying to do. You know, Appleseed, in my eyes, has always been uh, yes, it's a uh, a rifle marksmanship uh, instruction organization. And, yeah, we do teach the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship, and we have the absolute best program in the nation. But what I've always seen it as is as a launching pad. You know, you go to an event, and we flip on all the switches, and you ignite and you take off because, 
every time somebody comes to an event, they set themselves a goal. And, you, and normally it's just a, a small goal of I'm going to improve my rifle marksmanship. That's, that's all I'm going to do while I'm here. And they always achieve that goal. They always improve their rifle marksmanship. And then, and then the logical follow-on is what next? Okay, I did that. I did that. I set a goal. I achieved my goal. What next? What can I do next? And then at that point, they start flipping their own switches, just like you did. They start flipping their own switches. And, you know, the revelation that you you uh, shared with everyone is a fairly common one because I, I've got to tell you, I have the same story myself. You know, I went through uh, six years uh, with the military. I came home. I voted in elections, and I... And, I had pretty much the same attitude, which was, uh, hey, I yeah, I did my six years. Uh, you know, I do my duty to vote for the president, and, uh, you know, I feel like uh, I've done it. I mean, I've got a free ride now, the rest of the way. I've already paid my dues. I'm an American. And it took me, uh, it probably took me longer, maybe it took me longer than you, I don't know, Uh it took me decades to finally realize I don't care what, what you've paid out so far, there's no free ride. There there is no end to your to the commitment you have to the nation. There is no point where you say, My dues are paid. You always have a responsibility to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that this nation affords you. There is no end to the commitment. And I finally realized that, and and uh, I was shocked and taken aback by that myself. I thought, oh, my gosh, I, I've been asleep. Uh, I've been asleep. And, and thank the Lord that that no disastrous events happened that I would have to carry with me from then on. But my commitment, it, it's still right there. I, I, there's no end to it. I can't stop. And... And you've done everything uh, almost textbook since then. You've you've looked around you and you said, where can I plug in? Where can I plug in? How can I become a better person? Because after all, at the end of the day, that's what this program is about. It's making making you understand. We're not going to make you a better citizen, all right? Nobody can make you a better citizen. You have to do it yourself. Right. You have to understand that you have to do it yourself. You can't delegate it. You can't say, I hope somebody makes me a better citizen. You have to understand that it's up to you. Everything that you do is up to you. And you have to take that step, and you have to decide, I'm going to do this. And like I said earlier in the show, it's almost every single decision, the right one, is not an easy one. It's not easy, uh, I mean, it's certainly not really easy to even to do the small things. You said you plugged yourself into the uh, the, uh, the CERT program. Well, I'm sure that took up time. It took up time and effort that you could have devoted to something else, something else that probably would have given you much more pleasure than that. But you had a responsibility, 
And voting in a presidential election is great. That's great. But as a citizen, what you have to understand is that everything starts, if you want to know where you get started, you stand straight and tall, you take your head and you bend it over until you can see your feet. And then that is where you start, right there. You look at where you're standing, and that's where you start. You start working your way out from there. You go out about uh, 10 feet, and you clear everything uh, around you in a 10-foot circle, and you keep working from there. And you start making things right in ever-expanding uh, ever, uh, circles. I almost said largening. Ever-expanding circles uh, from, where, from the point of where you're standing. And that's how you get started. You start working from the point where you're standing and working outwards from there. And that's exactly what you're doing. So I want to tell you thank you because you're doing everything just as you should be doing it. You're plugging yourself in where you're needed. You're becoming a, a valuable member of your community. You start out in your community, your your county, your state, and then because of that, you're helping your nation. And uh, and I just want to say you're doing a great job, Kevin. And you perhaps you've decided that you don't want to be an instructor. That's fine, all right, because you've more than made up for it in the other ways that you're helping. And uh, you don't have to be an instructor for you to be able to switch on to, to, to flip the switch and start helping. Uh, you can be. You don't even have to be a member of RWVA. Uh, all you have to be is a citizen, an American, who's decided that it's time to do something, that it's time to do the next right thing. So thank you, Kevin. Well, you're welcome. And I, uh, one last thing, I, I want to encourage all the uh, all the shoot bosses, instructors, instructors in training who are listening. I had. Uh, at the end of that uh, that winter seed that I attended, you know, the, the second day, you know, we were cold, we were muddy, uh, wet, and it was just it was just nasty conditions. Everybody was tired, and um, one of the instructors uh, confided in me that sometimes they just they wonder, you know, how much good uh, that they're doing, and you know, they were just tired. Everybody was just, you know, it was that point. Uh, where you just wonder uh, after all that work. Um, but I want to just tell you, uh, you being instructors, everybody who's involved with the program, you are making a difference. Um, and uh, we are listening. Uh, participants are listening and may take several times, um, but um, I think, you know, you guys are inspiring enough and gals are inspiring enough um, that eventually... Uh, people are going to start waking up and um, and start acting. And uh, so, anyway, thank you very much. Thanks, Scout, for letting me on. And uh, listen, thank you. You were you were you were the call I was looking for, Kevin. Uh, you and and Dart. Uh, you know, you you mentioned that the instructor said, "I, I wonder." I wonder if this is doing any good. And i got to tell you, I've, I've said the same things myself. I've said, am I doing any good? Am I, is what I'm doing making any difference at all? Uh, because I don't know if it is. And then 
And the minute I say that, uh, we'll get uh, we'll get a uh, we'll get the response from someone like you, or from someone like Dart, or or we'll get a kid who who showed up at the event on Saturday, sullen, and and you could tell that they're angry that they had to be there in the first place. Why did they have to do that? And uh, and they don't even want to be there. They're they're sitting back off the firing line with some kind of, with one of those electronic games that they're playing and their headphones on, and they're upset about having to be there that morning. And they go through the courses, and somewhere, somewhere, during the course of the events of the day, somewhere, a spark gets ignited, and by the end of the day, you're asking how many people are going to be back on Sunday, and you see that kid whoops around to their to the parents and starts tugging on their pants leg or tugging on their shirt, and they look at the kid, and they look back up at me, and they raise their hands, and I say, I thought you guys were only going to be here for one day. They say, well, that's, that's what we thought, but but he or she's asking if, if we can come back tomorrow. And that is when I understand that what we're doing is making a difference. And it doesn't have to be 20 people. Uh, it doesn't have to be 100 people jumping up and down. All I need is that one person. All I need to know is that one person understands and, and gets it and gets added to the workforce. And that uh, that clinches the deal for me. Well, y'all keep persevering, and uh, blessings to y'all. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you very much. And listen, don't uh, don't be a stranger, okay? Call into the show uh, any time that you want. All right? We always want you to uh, always want to hear from you. Will do. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye now. Like I said, that was a call. That was a call that I was looking for because uh, because it, it does uh, it does come up in people's minds, and you know I've heard it from other instructors too. Is what we're doing making a difference? And I've asked myself that many times, and I've 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 written about it before. Is what we're doing is it going to is it going fast enough? Are we going to make it in time? And I'm, you guys have heard me with the analogy of. Sometimes I feel we're like uh, we're like those folks uh, you've seen it like in some of the old movies or something where you've got the the old rickety pickup truck that's racing along beside the railroad track and uh, there's a train and they're racing along so they can hit that crossover and get to the other side before the train crosses and sometimes that's how I feel that's how I feel that, that what we're doing and I I ask myself is it are we going fast enough? Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it across the track before the train? And uh, and in my heart, I feel like we are. But the only way we're going to make it is by driving as fast as we can, by driving as hard as we can, by by understanding that what we're doing is important that achieving the goals uh, that we're setting for our mission 
is an important uh, it's an important thing that each and every one of us uh has to understand all right let's grab some more uh, some more callers uh area code six zero eight four six nine you're on there hey Sco. hey who's this it's auntie Bellum. Uh, hi, Auntie Bellum. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing just fantastic. Welcome to the show. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what do you got? I just wanted to. Uh, well, I wanted to chime in. Where uh, since Kevin was just on the phone and you were talking about all the things we need to do to keep this moving, to keep the program going because it's important and people are listening and they're paying attention. And Kevin mentioned that he didn't really think he wanted to step up and be an instructor, but he found lots of other ways to get involved. Exactly. Um, And there are so many things we need people to do with the program that's not on the line instructing. We need tons of people there at the shoots, getting people registered, passing out targets, helping out. We need people on the forum helping out, making flyers, helping with Eventbrite, doing promotions. There are a million things that we need people to help with. Right, and there's a there's a uh, a whole new category of folks. Uh, you've got the uh, uh the Apple Corps now, the blue hats that uh that are helping and uh uh you don't as i said you don't have to be an instructor if you don't want to get up and you don't want to become an instructor and take the hat uh, that's fine because just as Billum said <laughs> we have we for every instructor that we need we've got about uh, 20 other positions that we need to fill also and uh, each one of them are just as important and i've told you guys many times before that that being an instructor and instructing at events is absolutely fantastic. I find it very very fulfilling. It's a hard job to do, but it's very fulfilling. But at the same time, it is skimming the cream off the top because the real work at Appleseed begins as soon as you close the event on Sunday and runs until you open up the event on the next Saturday. That's where all the real work of Appleseed occurs, and you have to understand that, and you have to you have to plug yourself in, and and you don't have to be an instructor. You could be on the, on any one of the the dozens, and Andy Bell mentioned just quite a few right there. <clears throat> if you uh, do you have some uh, specific things that you'd like to get out uh, that we need right right away, right off the bat, that uh, somebody listening might uh, might be able to hold their hand up for and join? Yeah. Um, I know Rifle Woman has still been looking for some help making flyers for the events that go up on the event information pages on the website. Um, there are a few regions that need help there. So if someone has, a, you know, half hour they can sit it down at their computer every day and help make those up that would be fantastic um, and that's another thing that I've uh, I know I hit you guys with this a lot but 
I tell you, it's because I believe this is important. Believe me, if I didn't believe that our mission was important, if I didn't believe achieving our goals was important, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it's great to speak to you guys uh, on the radio, uh, but at the same time, that's uh, uh, that's uh, 300 hours, uh, 250 hours a year that I got to devote to this. Uh, I could be uh, I could be doing any number of other things, but I feel this is important, and I feel that the mission that we're doing is important. So I feel it's important to tell you that we need help. And there's a lot of us out there now. Even if you just uh, even if you just look at the the folks that are uh, members of the forum, and there's a lot more of us than that. But say you just look at the the members of the forum. There's over ten thousand now. Now a lot of people uh, we have the same the same analogy that. That one person, your one vote isn't going to matter, or your one call to your senator isn't going to matter. And I've told you and I've explained to you many times before how it does matter. It's the same thing with helping out here on Appleseed. You may think that your five minutes uh, a week isn't going to do anything, so why even attempt it? And the answer is because it does matter, because that five minutes a week turns into 20 minutes a month times 10,000. You know, if you think that if you think that if you're building a wall and you say, you know, I can only put one brick in, so so why would I even do it? Why would I even get started? And the answer is because there's 10,000 people behind you. They they've all got a brick in their hand. As they as each person files by and puts that brick into place, then the wall starts appearing. And that's what we need you guys to do. We need you to help. All right, you can't uh, say if you can't become an instructor or you can't devote a lot of time. I know you got five minutes, and if you don't, steal it from somewhere. Steal it from uh, from from the the TV episode you're going to watch. Steal it off the the front end of the football game. Something. Put those five minutes into helping to advance the mission of the program. Because as I told you earlier. You don't want to wait until the bridge falls, until the ship sinks. We've got to fix it before the disaster happens. And you may not feel that there's one coming. All right, fine. Uh, regardless of whether there's any disaster coming or not, every single machine requires maintenance and tender loving care. And that's, what, that's how you can justify this as your obligation, fulfilling your obligation to provide maintenance for the nation, five minutes a week. Uh, anything else, uh, any other places, any other hot spots that, uh, that folks could plug themselves in, Andy Billum? Always room in promotions for more help, always. Um, I mean, they can contact their state coordinators and find out if they need help. They can just print those flyers and hang them up everywhere they go. There's just always another shoot to promote. Exactly. Now, there were there were a couple of folks uh, waiting. I mean, I think there was one uh, 561 area code. <clears throat> You're next on the list. If you want to call back in, uh, I'll be glad to get you on the air. We've got about uh, 15 minutes remaining. Uh, if you've got a comment, a question, uh, if you have a story that you would like to tell, 
area code 347-308-8790. Andy Bellum, how did you first hear about Appleseed? Well, um, my husband actually tried to get me to go. He was going with um, some friends, and all the friends except one backed out. And so I got uh, pulled along to man camp weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled along to man camp. Well, that's good. At least it wasn't wasn't like you were the very last, uh, you know, he couldn't get anybody, and he said, all right, if I can't get anybody else, I'm going to ask my wife to go. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There was <laughs> See, one other guy still there. there was, yeah. yeah, there was already another guy, so he, he got you to come along. And so you went. So you went to the apple seed, and, and before you went, what were you thinking? Were you saying, oh, my gosh, if I can just uh, somehow get through this weekend and get back home, I'll be fine? Uh, what were you thinking before you went? You know, I was so concerned with going camping for the first time in years that I didn't think anything about the apple seed itself. <laughs> well, um, then let me ask you how they both turned out. First of all, how did the how did the camping turn out? Well, um, May in Wisconsin is still cold, so it was kind of chilly because we went up to Wisconsin, drove up from Indiana, went there, um, and the apple seed was fantastic. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had a good time while I was there, and they helped me out. All right. So that was your first apple seed. And so yep. you went to the apple seed, and uh, we'll, leave the, we'll leave the camping, uh, uh, the, the decision on the camping and stuff. We'll leave that out for now. But So you went to the apple seed, and... And after you got home, uh, what uh, what got you back again? How did you end up where you are? We just didn't stop talking about the weekend. The whole drive home, the entire week after, every comment to each other was about Appleseed. We had such a good time. It was such an eye-opening experience that we knew we had to go back. So, so then you started, went back, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and now you've been. How long have you been? You've been with the you've been with the project for quite a while now, right? Almost Since a year. May. Right. May. So you know, nine, ten months, whatever that is. Yeah. Right, Not and even, you yeah. have, uh, mm-hmm. and you have been, and you didn't, you didn't just uh, go to the apple seed and shoot and. Uh, and then maybe go to another one and shoot and stuff like that. You you went to the apple seed, and like you said, you and your husband talked about it, and you talked about it, and then and then you flipped your switch on because you are a uh, you're one of the uh, one of the women workers in the program now, and you do a great job. We know there was stuff that needed done. And it was kind of hard just not to step in, seeing all of the different things that the program needed, seeing how important it was to get the message out. It just kind of seemed to be the next step. Right. And, you know, I've told people uh, 
I've told people this before, uh, that uh, we've got a lot of, of, of women instructors and women workers in the program, and uh, and God bless them, because if you want something done, uh, you better be careful, because if you ask a woman to do it, it's usually going to get done. And... Uh, <laughs> And that's what that's the way I would describe uh, all of our all of our female instructors and workers is uh, they're absolutely the best in the nation. Uh, we got plenty of guys, and a lot of times guys, uh, I'm not saying they don't do a great job. They do. We got a lot of great uh, male instructors, uh, but a lot of times guys like to uh, they like to talk about getting stuff done. But if you want something done, be careful about who you ask because if you ask one of our uh, or female instructors or female workers, then uh, stand back because it's going to happen. It's going to get done, and uh, and we certainly appreciate that, and we appreciate all the hard work that you've been doing, Antebellum. Well, thank you. Thank you, and thanks for what you do. You do spend a lot of time on this radio station, and there are tons of people who put in so many more hours than I do. So it, there's a lot of commitment to Appleseed out there. Well, there's a lot of good folks in the program, and and you're right, and 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 every one of them is doing it on a volunteer basis. You know, every one of them is doing this not because somebody's uh, uh, somebody is paying them to do it or forcing them to do it. Every one of them doing it because uh, they feel it needs to be done. They feel that it's right and that it needs to be done, and everybody is helping where they can. But there's a lot of folks that uh a lot of folks that could be helping. And I'm not saying that they're they're not helping because they're not good people. I'm saying a lot of folks are are not helping because they don't know that we need them. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that if you're a part of this program, if you're a member uh of this program and you don't have to be a member, but we can use anybody and everybody in the program helping to push us forward, helping to get the mission accomplished. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. It only takes a few minutes. And uh, and just like uh, Andy Bellin was saying, if you were willing to devote uh, a few minutes to the program, uh, ask any one of us. You can send a uh, a message to me, to any one of the folks on the forum, and say, look, <clears throat> I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to crack open some time here and uh, let me know where I need to plug in and uh, and you will get uh, put to work immediately and you don't have to if if you can't do devote a lot of time then you can't and we'll if you only have five minutes we'll take those five minutes we'll make use of them we'll put that brick in the pile and we will slowly uh, build the project it will slowly accomplish our goals but we do need the help of everybody. So if you have a few minutes, get in touch with uh, with somebody. Get in touch with Andy Bellum. She'll be able to steer you toward uh, a good place to plug in your skills. Uh, do you have anything else? You, you know, I just kind of wanted to uh, give everyone a heads up that uh, the blue hats are coming. So be watching out for Apple Corps. The national launch hasn't happened yet. It's purely in Indiana right now but soon. So 
Apple Corps is coming to your state. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for all that you do, Annabella, and uh, and your significant other that drug you to the shoot. Thank him. <laughs> thank yes. him. I'm sure that probably, there's probably times now when he's thinking, what did I do when I created a monster? Yeah. Oh, well, he keeps busy himself. We just each sit at our laptops and get our work done. So. Well, thank you yeah. very much. We sure hey, appreciate thank you, that. Joe. All right. Uh, and you don't have to go anywhere, Annabelle. You just, just hang in there. We'll, uh, if you got anything to say, just jump in. And Sam, you've been awfully quiet other than... Uh, and banging, building, whatever you're building, but uh. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening. You got some good guests on tonight. I like to hear them. I need to hear them every once in a while. Keeps my spirits up. Keeps me inspired. That's right, because because uh, he's absolutely right. You know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times that you, you can start wondering, uh, you know. You spend a lot of time. You devote a lot of time to this, and and is it is it paying for itself? Is it is it working? And uh, and the answer is yeah, it is. And we're slowly, uh, just like I told you with the promotions. There's uh, if there's a shortcut, I would I wish that somebody would tell me where it was because as far as I know, there's no shortcuts. All there is is hard, uh, constant work. And uh, working as hard as you can to try and push the the program forward, and uh, and that's what we're doing. That's one of the reasons why I make sure to get get on here and listen to the show every week, Scouts, because I hear the new people coming in. I can get the nice ideas that they have. I can get myself re-inspired, ready to go out for the rest of the week. And uh, it's a great thing. We got good people here. Well, I think we got uh, got a little bit of time for one more caller here. I'm gonna bring uh, I'm gonna bring uh, Drag it on. Tommy, welcome to the show. Hey, Scout, how you doing? I'm doing good. You thought you were gonna escape, didn't you? I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I said you thought you were gonna escape getting on the air, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Tommy. Tommy is uh, one of the Texas instructors, and I spoke with him earlier tonight. He said he, he said, "Scout, I'm just going to call in and listen to the show, so uh, so don't uh, don't put me on." I said, oh, "I won't, Tommy." <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to uh, to give you a chance to uh, just to jump in. Tommy and I are getting ready to go to. We're opening up a new range down in. Uh, South Texas, right down the border near McAllen in uh, Far Texas, and uh, we'll be going down there this weekend. I guess we'll be leaving tomorrow at some point, and uh, and heading down there thanks to uh, uh, to Kevin down in South Texas, who's who's got us a, a place at the range. And let me tell you guys real quickly how he did it because uh, because it's a typical apple cedar fashion. He wanted to get uh, a shoot at the range and and how to do it. Well, he uh, joined the range, became a member, uh, worked himself up, got voted as uh, vice president of the range, and then uh, and then invited Appleseed in. So that's uh, that's one of the ways that you can do it. 
just like uh, Dart was uh, mentioning earlier, uh, he made himself a valuable uh, part of the process, and uh, they invited him on the board, and now we've got uh, the events that are happening uh, at that uh, at that convention. And uh, Kevin did the same thing down there in South Texas, and uh, now we have a, a new range that we're going to, and uh, Tom and I will be going this weekend. <clears throat> Tommy, uh, how did you first hear about the Appleseed Project? I heard about it. Uh, well, I didn't hear about it. I read about it on uh, Calguns.net, uh, California website, I believe, and uh, California forum. And uh, I was wanting to buy a rifle, so I was doing a lot of research on uh, on that, what type I wanted to get, and. Uh, I just happened to come across somebody, uh, a post that mentioned Appleseed, and uh, so then I did a search on that and found out that uh, that we had some in Texas here, and Davila was the first one I went to, uh, I believe, back in October of uh, 2009, and my dad and I went, and uh, it happened to be typical Davila weather. It rained all day. <laughs> and, uh, I remember that one. Vortrekker, uh, I and one other guy, just everybody else decided to go home, and I and one other guy uh, shot all day in the rain, and uh, Brett stayed out there with us. So uh, we had a really good time. And, you know, when I when I first went, I had, uh, well, I didn't have any idea about the history or anything. And... Uh, but after that, you know, I, I said this is a a great thing, and uh, the history is what really caught me. Though, you know, I I live five minutes from the range here, and I can go out and, and shoot any time. But uh, being with uh, people like that, that uh, you know, you really see a light come on in their eyes by the end of the weekend, and they're really excited and. And I myself, you know, the week after a, after a, it takes me a whole week to come down after a, a shoot weekend, just because I'm always thinking about uh, how to make it better and, and what I can do to uh, make myself better. Right. Right. Well, listen, Tommy, uh, I look forward to working with you this weekend. Tommy's going to be shoot bossing the shoot down in uh, South Texas in uh and I want to thank everybody, Antebellum. Thank you, Sam D. Of course, thank you very much for uh, for always helping helping here on the show. Uh, Never miss it. Dart and Kevin and the rest of the folks that have called in. Thank you, the folks in the chat. Thank you. <clears throat> thank everybody for uh, for all of the work that they've put in. Remember that uh, this next uh, Thursday night we'll have Fred on the show. He'll be here to answer any and all questions. He's the all-seeing, all-knowing Fred. And uh, we look forward to having you back then. Until then, God bless everyone. And uh, we'll see you on the beach. Good night, everyone.